It's a stable environment, but I don't know how safe the environment is. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, let's just say for the sake of argument, let's call it stable. I mean, they, they're definitely not safe people to be around. Yeah, definitely stable, not safe. Not safe. Um, so. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Herbal Synergy's The Shop. I'm your host, Sinji. With me, as always, my co-host, Herbie. Oh. Alright, that's enough. Enough applause. Enough applause, crowd. Let's let's get this thing started. You're a douchebag. Yeah, <laughs> 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 that'd be funny. Fuck so it. Yeah, it caught. It was definitely like it caught me off guard. It's like, oh, are we clapping now? Yeah. They was clapping. I was like, just get this thing started, peoples, you know? You got a flavor this week, dog? I don't know. Oh, trust me. I, I know. I know. Um, I think the one that stuck out was probably Tours uh, just whooping everyone while they was uh, trying to board their ship. I didn't even use the sword either. He just, like, knocked he everyone didn't. out. It just straight... Fist to cuff, just pow, pow, pow. It's like, ooh, okay. The other two guys got excited. Yeah, I don't know. One was looked like he kind of shaking from fear, and the other one looked like he was like, yeah, I want to fight this man. Hell yeah. But yeah, yeah, that was that was probably the most noteworthy one. And some uh, the jutsu, that whole thing. I was like, oh no, oh yeah. Oh no, yeah. And yeah. Then, to be continued. No. Yeah. Dang. Well, I ain't gonna spoil it for you. No, I read it. Oh, oh you said you ain't. You said no, and I was like, oh. No, no. It was to be continued. No. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. My, my flavor is coming out of the newest. I didn't ask you what your flavor was. Oh my bad. No, I'm kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> My flavor came out of the newest season of Baki. I think it's Baki Hanma. There's like a couple different ones. But um, it is Baki versus Pickle. Are you watching Baki, by the way? No. Okay, so you probably won't care if I spoil this. Uh, spoiler alert. Care. My man Baki fell from 90 feet in the air. A lot of serious damage, but, like, he was standing up anyway to, like, give a facade that he's okay. And Pickle, the prehistoric um, apex predator that was hunting T-Rexes, that uh, they unfroze and he's well and everyone wants to fight him. The only catch is he's used to eating the opponents he defeats, so it's, like, now it's kind of cannibalism, but, uh, you know. Pickle sensed that Baki was hurt, so he just, he like, uh, he was taking pity on him. I forgot how he was doing it, but it was pissing Baki off. So Baki went up when he was still injured and then jumped from 90 feet in the air again and proceeded to whoop Pickle's ass in the fight, finding out how he can do it because he couldn't like put his strength into it because his body was like too hurt. So he's finding other ways to, like, beat Pickle. And then, like, when he was going to win, 
for some reason, man got cocky. Like, he was on his Goku shit and was just like, all right, now that I've proved I can beat you, let's just slug this out. And I was like, no, no, Baki, no. He's he's clearly still stronger than you physically. The man's like almost seven feet tall. And he fought dinosaurs for a living. I don't think you want to go toe-to-toe with this. Whatever. It was good. It was a good fight. Interesting. Yes, indeed. Very interesting. So in what order would you like to talk about these, Irby? <clears throat> well, I guess we start off with some buddy daddy, then some deep insanity to the aristocrats. I think I'm it up with Vinland. I think I'm replacing Deep Insanity. I don't think I care for Deep Insanity too much. I'm too invested now, baby. You're invested? No. Okay. I was like, oh, that's cool. You can watch it. You don't even have to press pause anymore. Finish it. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, um... there's, if, if, if to me, like, I'll watch it eventually, but to me, there's just too many good things out right now for me to, like, force myself to watch something for another, let's say, eight weeks. Eight nine weeks. weeks. I, think it's only, I think it was only, like, 12 episodes. Yeah, nine weeks. I'm sorry. Yeah, we're, we're on like episode three. Trace, yeah. You so I'll come up that. with something to replace that. You might. You said you do have Netflix, right? Nah. No. Nope. Do you have Amazon Prime? Nope. Um, do you have? Those are the only other two things I would watch. Something that's not Crunchyroll. So I'll just find something on Crunchyroll. Crazy. Okay, buddy daddies. Are you sure, buddy daddies? Not a. Yeah, it doesn't matter. They're all one and the same. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> buddy daddies, season one, episode ten. Lost at sea. Is that is that the right one? Oh yeah. So the daycare has to come up with songs to sing because it's Christmas time. And Miss Anna, she's trying to sing Silent Night, but she is sounding like nails on the chalkboard or a chicken being slaughtered, whichever one you want to use, because it was awful. I think I could have did a little better myself, and I am terrible. Mm. Um, but yes. Then we find out that Miri, can, she could sing it. She was like, oh. She said, I know this song. She started singing it, and she, up, she upstaged her. I was like, ooh. I know how that's gonna go down, but then we teacher was flashed. Yeah, yeah, we flashed outside, and Miri's mother's there, and she's like, "Oh, I came back to talk to Miri," and I'm like, "Man, like, why is she there? How does she know?" I was like, "How does she know where she is?" And and which that question gets answered later. But um, yeah. But Mary, she gets out and she runs to Mama. And I'm like, no, you just betrayed everything that those men have did for you. Ah. <laughs> she don't know nothing about nothing, dog. <laughs> Why would you do that? Ah. But no, it was it was fine. Um, I had to do something. But yeah, Kazuki was taken aback. He was hurt. So um, before that, they were yelling, arguing in the street. Now they're like, oh, let's just go back to our place. So we could talk this out like adults. 
and they start discussing some stuff, and then Mireille's like, oh, I want Hamburg steak. And then it gets made. <laughs> and um, this was the instance where I thought that um, she, she had a little ascot on, and I was like, oh, something neck-related. And I definitely thought that um, she had got her, like, neck slice. Uh, and I was like, man, that's... Kazuki calls her to get her neck slice, but uh, it turned out she had like throat cancer and she can't sing anymore. And it spread to the rest of her. Um, well, not to the rest of her, it spread somewhere where she doesn't have much time, but she's like, I want to spend the rest of my time rebuilding my life with Miri. My, my thing is, all right, you knew you were a shitty parent. And maybe, maybe because this kid doesn't think you're a shitty parent. It's okay for you to decide I'll you want to be a part it, of yeah. this kid's life. But, like, yeah, if you... children don't know. What's up? That's the children don't know. Yeah, they, no, they... she doesn't know. Mitty doesn't yeah. know. So, like, maybe it's okay that you decide, all right, I've been shitty. I actually want this relationship with my daughter now. Because I realize, now that I'm at my, my lowest, I realize where the light in my life was. But, like, ho, first of all, you knew you were shitty. Second of all, you know you don't have a lot of time left in this world. Why don't you, instead of just trying to straight up take her her way, just try to spend time with her while she stays where she is? That is a, let's for for the sake of the argument, say a stable environment. And then when you up and vanish again, she'll be straight because she was with them anyway. And she was straight when you just shipped her off by herself. Yeah, I would say it, it was. Um, I say yeah, it's it's one of those ones where she could just spend the time. Um, but yeah, I was like, huh, interesting. Hell, Why she can use um, there? she can use Ray's room because apparently he likes to sleep in the bathtub. Yeah, I would say yeah. It's a stable environment, but I don't know how safe the environment is. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, let's just say for the sake of the argument, let's call it stable. I mean, they, they're definitely not safe people to be around. Yeah, definitely stable, not safe. Not safe. Um, so. Where it's probably the other way around with her. She's, like, not stable, but she's probably safe. Yeah. <laughs> so, so then they start talking, and she's like, I know about the work you two are involved in. I was like, how do you know this? Like, who's telling the secrets? Where are you getting your information? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then we we find out that Q told her, like, everything. So you bastard. Yeah. Um, was it Rio Ogano? He's like, yeah, the guy's Athy. He's like, he took the photo. And, but yeah, he... You, I can, I can respect it, because it's like, oh, you gotta take him in here? Like, she'd be safer. And so, like, I understand that. Um, but yeah. So then they end up taking Mirae on the town and they can do all these fun activities like rock climbing, ball pits, jumping through. And Ray can climb like a lizard. I'm like, man. He's pretty, pretty good. And then they're going to a meeting. Um, I think they're going to meet her mother. And it's a setup to get rid of Mirae. And then they share food together, some more, and then go have some more fun. And, and Kazuki recounts the time that Ray said it was a. Uh, well, no, Ray 
talks to Kazuki, and Kazuki reminds Ray of how it. Remember that cat that we had to let go? It's like, yeah, best to leave it alone. I'm like, huh? Not to bring another living thing into the life we live. Petty ass. <laughs> yeah, and then they uh, they ride the Ferris wheel, and then they hand Mary over. There ends the trio for right now. So that was it. That Pretty was it. Thought. Not much there. It it is what it is. Yeah. Did you say that was episode ten? Yeah. Lost to see. All right, so we're uh coming coming across that climax and uh, I'm be like like two more episodes, baby. We be there. We're gonna be there. Yeah, you're right. Or we be square. You wanna um instead of immediately replacing my. My show, you want to just bang out the last two episodes next week? Maybe, but that's another discuss for off the air. Let's, Let's do continue. it. Okay. Um, Deep Insanity. Also, like this could have very well been the first topic because honestly, whatever. Episode three, take three. Okay. Shigure is thinking about the assassination mission that he was given to or offered to by I think Vera Right? Vera? I don't know. Okay. Thanks for the help, Herb. You're good, dog. And he was thinking Yeah, he was thinking (laughs) He was thinking about it and Larry wanted to pick his brain, but it was top secret, so like Shigure couldn't really uh, share. Larry invited Shigure to hang out with the crew on their off day, so they they did that, and like dumb hanging out is just really dumb going to one spot and then splitting up, which Shigure ended up hanging out with Larry. I will say that at some point a political meeting was shown, and some dude was talking about like there's going the world's gonna experience the six uh, biggest mass deaths in the world, and he was like it's an opportunity to change the definition of humanity. And I didn't really get much out of that other than that. But while they separate, Leslie looks at the girl's outfits and I'm like, you, you know, you can show more skin. I can show you how, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, man, Leslie, he's a little tramp. Is he, though? No, probably not. But, um... While they were... While Shigure and Larry were hanging out, some... Some guys were roughing up this dude, and Larry uh, went to intervene, but like kind of let Shigure do the work, where Shigure just laid all three of them out. And the guy who they were helping is actually a drug dealer, and he sells the materials found inside the asylum. But his dealer died and they like showed a flashback so i think it was the guy we saw die the first episode maybe but it probably it could have just been a random flashback as well um so mm, short meeting short conversation leslie decides that they're willing to go into the asylum and get the um parts from the flower for him 
while they're doing that, the crew shows up and they're looking for Shigeru and Les- Leslie, you know, and Larry because they agreed to meet up at a certain time and they were being late, so they did their own investigating. Larry and Shigeru are in the asylum and they're walking around and they come across this girl and Larry's trying to like get her attention, but like Shigeru's like, no, shoot, 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 go. It's dangerous for you over here. Um... The Leslie and the girls are getting hot, getting like hotter on their trail and figuring out what's going on. While Shigure and Larry run into the girl again and she shows them the way to the flower. And once they get the materials, this giant bird, um, Scarrot shows up and like chases his own way. And it seems like more fascinated with the girl. So like they're like trying to protect the girl in the process. Leslie and the girls, they come across, end up coming across the thugs, and the thugs leave, lead them to the drug dealer, and the drug dealer kind of tells them what's going on. So they set off to the asylum. Um, Shigure and Larry and the girl are all held up. Her name is Elsie. They're held up in the this like little hideout. The birds just like circling around. And they said they can't stay there too long, so Shigeru's like, I'll be distraction. Or no, no, Larry's like, I'll be distraction, and you save her. He's like, why do you get to be distraction? I'm perfect distraction because I don't feel fear. And it's like, that's why I'm the perfect distraction, Shigeru said, because I do feel fear, and I want to live, and blah, blah, blah. So I'll do it. So they lure the bird out, and then... They um, trap it in the trench, and the bird like circles on the end of trap. And before the bird pounces, Leslie and the crew shows up in the car, runs, hits it, I believe, and they all get in the vehicle and drive off. Um, Leslie slapped Larry and Shigure and lectured them, and um, they were after that. He go he meets up with Vera again, and like Shigure is thinking to himself, and he's like, "If uh, if it's an option of saving many over one, of course I'm gonna save the many." So like that, he was with that mindset until the one turned out to be Elsie. Surprise, surprise! The assassination target is Elsie. Yeah. So um, I think I. Couple other little notable things How that probably you. ain't gonna matter. Just mention it during the thing. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say. Cut me off if you need to. Nah, dog, I can't. You gotta keep your, your steam rolling like a like an engine that could. Mm. But yeah, so uh, yeah, the six mass. Um, I think the guy he wants to change the definition definition of humanity, but I also think he's possibly a bad guy. Because of his yeah, conversations with his with he, his Wedgecom. He does seem like uh, he's going to be a problem. Yeah, but people won't know about it anymore. And then we find out that uh, Larry's reason, he wants to go figure out what the call this, this, the Randolph Syndrome is. That's why he really accepted that guy's favor to go down there. Oh, yeah. So. I, I may have even wrote that down, too, but too many words in here. Yeah. My so. eyes are a little on the heavy side. Moving and on. Then, oh, go ahead. No, and, and then um, Elise is actually in exile. They're like people that um, got sit down there um, to live in asylum. So, um, yeah, for some reason it doesn't affect them, I guess. 
that might have been like the natural habitat or something. I don't know. But yeah, that's worth mentioning, but probably never speak on it again. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably watch it and maybe it'll give me a flavor one day. You won't. How dare you? You got a billion trillion other things you'd rather do to be watching that TV show with you. I got 99 problems deep insanity in one. Oh. Moving on to Aristocrats' Otherworldly Adventure. Serving oh. God to go too far. Kain, the rookie adventurer. Hit me with it. Hit me with the over the topness. So, um, yeah, so my boy Kain, he, uh, let's see. He, um, what is it? Tanya, Tara? Oh, we find out. That the first king um was um was it Japanese? Yeah. I don't think it was Tani Terra Kirasawa. It was definitely a Japanese um, name. Yeah, it was. Uh he was reincarnated as well, something happened. Um so then Silk and Tellus show up while he's reading and he has to like fake hide the book and they're like, Oh no, you can't see my Emperor level magic. So we find out my boy Kayan turns 12 today and he registers at the guild. And so one of the things they have to do, like all the other magical things, like they test you like your power or whatever. And he has to drop a blood at there and and it's supposed to like read your magical power based off your blood. And I'm like, I'm like, wouldn't that reveal that he has like emperor level magic? Unless that conceal spell conceals the blood too, like I was like, hold on, or does he just suppress his magical power? What do you think about that part? Um, I I don't know. It's just always over the top. It's just like nothing really surprises me, gets me confused. I'm just like, uh, it's just Kyan. It's just gonna make him over the top. <laughs> Yeah, well, when, well, I was thinking like everyone should be like, "What? Look at all this magical power!" But that didn't even happen. No, um, they're just like it's, it's so. Like here, here's what's really weird about this show. It's like they have these dramatic reactions, but then there's like nothing after it. It's just like okay, okay, okay. It's like what? Okay, what? Okay, and like there, no, there seems to be no like. Like, so, like, other shows, when, like, you have an OP character that surprises you, it becomes more like, ah, it's really, it's, it's, it'll be more surprising if he didn't surprise me at this point. You know what I mean? That's how, like, characters get. And it's just, like, mm -hmm. the dramaticness is gone from it. And it's also, like, other shows develop some plot by now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. It's just, everything just always seem over the top for no reason yeah and it's not even that like i'm not enjoying the show I'm just like i think you just needed different actors <laughs> or to like change it it was just like i if i had to put it in words i feel like the author got caught up in like i'm gonna put a whole bunch of like Oh my god moments in there. It's like but it's it's not. I don't know. Oh, maybe no. maybe I'm being a little too hard on it. You might be. 
I enjoy it though. I'm enjoying the show. Are you though? Yeah, I wanted to watch the next episode. Do you though? I did. Interesting. Very. I can't wait to see how over the top it is next episode. <laughs> I'm like, I want to see what episode we get something heavy. Yeah. So so then yeah, my thought was like I was like, cause his whole thing should have just blew up the whole guild, but it didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then he gets accosted by some bozos. They try to attack him. He dodges swiftly, and Red Hair Shanks comes along to help scare them off. <laughs> But my man's like, man, you got some really good moves. Like, you probably didn't need me to handle those little little rascals back there. And we find out that this guy, his his name is Claude, and he's from the Ice Flame. And um, what Lemmy is his wife, and she shows up, and he gets kind of um. He bought a beer, brought a beer, a juice for the boy, and he started drinking, and she kind of gets mad at him. But yeah, so then my man accepts a quest to go to the forest to slay goblins. Yeah. And um, then Tawana accompanies him because she's there. Like all his fiancés just show up out of nowhere. And they go to the forest and they start the fighting. And then green lizards show up. Um, I think someone needed help. And he's like, oh, you get them while I fight these green lizards. And he pretty much blew up all the green lizards, which was a whole nother contract that his two teachers had accepted but no longer can do. And I was like, dang, Kyan always messing up some stuff. <laughs> so then he gets back to the guild, and he's, he's like, hey, who, who can I claim for this or whatever? And some old... Man, he's like, oh, let me let me talk to you, Kyan, about this stuff. So they go up to like the guild room. He's like, you're lying. You didn't do that. You're a cheater. This, that, and the other. You're terrible. Blah, 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 blah. And then the guild master steps in. like, what's going on here? And he lays out, like, why are you doing that to Baron Kyan? And he's like, Baron? Uh, I had no idea. Over the and, top. Yeah. And so... And the guild master proceeds to lay into him, like, oh, this is the guy that slayed those 50 monsters to save the princess. And, uh, and meanwhile, the guy's just like quivering in his boots. So, but yeah, so then my boy Kyan gets get bumped to A rank. Um, and he gets to go into Vetchers, but he has to, like, I think when he has to do one thing that, like, dispels something, and he has to do that to really be an A rank adventurer, which is just a formality. Um, but yeah, and then we find out that the um the the Aryan seal is going to break after three hundred years, so that's why the gods gave him all those powers. Yeah, they need to soup him up. That's like the first thing we got that like implied. Oh, it might get good in a, in a it's gonna get get to good soon. It's probably not gonna get good to next season. Yo, that's crazy <laughs> to me. It can't wait to next season, bro. We saw the first of all. A couple things we haven't seen. The little creatures in the opening scenes. The, the It looks almost looks like a dragon, but it's not. I don't think it's a dragon. Maybe a fox or something. I forget. Mm-hmm. And we see him older. He's older at some point. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We shall see because I'm not too sure. Did you want to talk about jujitsu? 
If you didn't read it, then no. I, I read it. Okay, then we can talk about Jujutsu. Go ahead, because I'm going to be talking a lot on the uh, next uh, so, so we get the um, Maharaga. We get the backstory, how it can adapt to like any enemy attack. And we get a little bit of um, how Sukuna has the burden of adaption. Um, some some little technique that that if you get hit with a bunch of hit, attack a bunch of times, then you eventually figure out how to come immune to it. Uh, and then we see, I think Megami's soul comes out a little bit, which is kind of um, sad. So it was, it was like you can't use what what's the creature called maha what maharaga maharaga like maharaga comes with like he adapts but he needs to be hit in the first place mm-hmm. and that's what the curse of adaption is but like megami uh sukuna used megami's soul, soul to overcome the adaption part so that maharaga could just straight up take the yeah, the hit the goat girls yep yeah I read I yeah. be reading sometimes you do you right yeah so then um we find out Gojo can't open this domain he tried to and his nose and ears started bleeding I was like oh lord and then we learned Man. something crucial about uh domains and cursed energy yeah about how the um you can't you can't uh. He can't really heal a, a burnt out. Well, he couldn't open this thing because he kept resetting out a, a burnout technique, which uh, are hard to heal. So that's kind of why he got his nose bleed. So yeah, apparently it damages your brain. Yeah, your frontal lobe or frontal cortex. And then Tsukuna tries to open up a domain so he can get Gojo. Then his eyes and face just start bleeding. I was like, oh. No, what happened? And Gojo's like, yeah, it worked. I got him for like 10 seconds. <laughs> I was like, oh, you hurt too. Yeah. That infinite so, void must feel like a lot in one second. Yeah. Uh, so. Fight. The fight will continue. So the fight continues. Yep. And it's exciting. Can't wait for it. So does Weak Heroes Fight. Weak Heroes Fight is also continuing. It's been like a wow. It's like um. So like your thing was like bullying in the school, like that. That honestly stops. It's um. It gets very Tokyo Revengerish after. Damn. So villain saga, right? <laughs> this fucking guy. episode three troll so stop (laughs) 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 they don't they don't you're just using all of them continue is there one missing Is there one missing? I heard five. Uh, Isn't there six? Keep going. Okay, episode three, troll. Um, I'm scared to talk. (laughs) (laughs) Floki offered five pounds of gold for Thor's dead body. 
fucking hell. <laughs> it's been 15 years since Thor Thor's deserted the Joms. And dude is requesting five extra pounds of gold in advance to take care of the job. And um, the Falokwi was like, are you sure you're in any position to be uh, demanding stuff? And then a, his his a spear came flying in. He was like, whoa. He's like, oh, sorry, that one got away from me. It's like, oh, you're drinking too much. And I was like, nah, I'm pretty sure that spear was a show of power. So then once um, Floki agreed to the five extra pieces of gold, pounds of gold, and he was convinced that like the spear was on purpose, we then realized that behind the spear was one of Floki's guys hiding and waiting to attack if necessary. I'm like, oh, okay. So after that, uh, after that power play, Floki, Floki wasn't really giving too much information on Thor. So like, I feel like Floki doesn't really care who lives or dies. He kind of he wants Thor's to die, but like, doesn't really care if, um, Askeladd does it. What What do you think? it again they're saying floki floki was very vague with ask Ladad or ask ask the lad with like information for thor's and like he was very suspicious of that so like in my head like floki does want thor's dead but he doesn't really care if ask ask the lad successfully does it yeah yeah so um yeah, I think it's just, I think the leader wants him back, but Floki's like, oh, I'm going to enforce our chivalrous honor code. Doesn't matter why or when you left, you, you, you got to die because I'm Floki and I, I'm a true Viking. Mm-hmm. So, like, they were talking about, like, how much time passed and stories left, and it's like, well, yeah, it's 15 years have passed, but, like, some things, some things are just instinct. Like, a wolf is going to behave like a wolf. And Thor's, from what I can tell, he's still built like a Viking. So I'm pretty sure he ain't he ain't lost his touch. You don't know. What if he's better than what he is now? Uh, maybe. And then, like, upon further inspection of, like, the opening, it looks like that, like, Thorfinn is with Askolad at some point. But later in the episode, we're gonna you're gonna, I'm gonna talk about how like I I'm really curious on how that came to be. So once we go back to Thor's side of everything, it looks like the whole fucking village boys are obsessed with Ilva, and I'm talking about Adi and all of them, Ari and all of them just want like the hand of Ilva when they come back. So Thor, Thor's plans on um, he was only taking five with him. And everyone's questioning like, is five going to be enough? And like Thor says, five is enough. And upon further inspection of the plan, he plans on leaving the five kids in. And he's bringing with him in Norway. Can't take more because um, what's his name? Leaf can't fit more than five 
people on his boat with the cargo. So that's why that's that. And but like I had a feeling right like even after that I was like ah they're probably they're probably all gonna die. And once they got on the boat, Thor's family was saying bye to him, but the orphan wasn't around, and he was just like it is what it is, and like. His wife knew what he was trying to say and was like, I'll tell him. So they get in the boat and like the five kids have little oars. They're on the like the right side or the left side sitting backwards. And then Thor is on the other side with one big ass oar. And like he is just like manhandling these kids. And the one I think Ari was like, nah, what are you guys doing? Roll. We gotta keep this thing straight. Well, turns out, when they got far enough, Thor's just talking to the kids, and then, like, a voice comes out. Are we too far to go forward? And it's like, or to go backwards? And he answers, like, yeah. It's like, wait, that voice. Thorfinn comes out the barrel. It's like, Thorfinn! And he's like, not now, Pops. I gotta pee. My man was just peeing into the water. Yeah. Thor's wanted to yell at him, but he was just like this. <laughs> he was the, I didn't know what he did. He was just like, kind of like had a sigh and he smiled. But then, it, it, like, it seems like he couldn't even be mad. But then after that, he was spanking him. <laughs> yeah, he did. Uh, yeah, so we go back over to Askeladd. And he's suspicious of the job because Floki has too many secrets. And, like, he's heard about Thor's. And if... They really want him dead. They would have went after and killed him, but too much time has passed. Um, Fl- Askeladd thinks Floki might have hired him because Floki knows that he can't win in a battle with Thor's. And then we go back over to our crew, and they can't. They couldn't really tell where they were going. And Ari was oppressed with Lee's ability to navigate, but he, you know, he does it often. So he pretty, I'm pretty sure, as a ship cargo, a cargo that, as a guy who like transports cargo through the water, he's probably very familiar with the waters. What was interesting to me is when they you zoomed in out on the map, right? If I don't know if you noticed, but there was like three huge creatures on the map. Hmm. It was just like they talked about one creature, but like are these other two things things to, for them to be on the map? I don't know. But um, I was impressed with Leaves' abilities to navigate the seas, and then was looking. He was looking into the ocean at night, but Thor stopped him. And he said, "Don't stare into the water at night; it'll pull you in." Um, tell me what a good time. <laughs> Thor's and Ari were having a heart-to-heart about Ilva, and like he said how when Eva was uh when he was still a Viking and Ilva was born, he didn't really give her a name at first. And he, the way he was holding poor Ilva, like no head support or nothing. And it was just like a girl, like this can't this won't be useful to me. And they like gave her back to Helga and like walked away. And Helga was like, Hey, Thor's, name this child. And it was like Ah, I can't be bothered. You do it. And then Helga got mad. It was like, Helga. Or no, Thor's. Name this child. And he was like, that's the first time she ever saw him, saw her pissed. So she was like, 
the um, he gave her the name Ilva after his mom, named her after her mom. After that, yeah. that's when we see the map with the creatures, and I was like, yo, the creatures on this map are wild. Like, if you run into one, you probably ain't surviving. Um, they were making it to their destination, but Leaf noticed something was different. Like, there were less people on the shore, and Thor's had a bad feeling about uh, what was going on. So he said they should turn around. And once they made the decision to turn around and the guys, uh, Ask Lad's crew noticed, they blocked off um, Escape. And that's when the guys were preparing for battle. Um, Thor, uh, Thor's gave Thorfinn his knife and said only use it if you absolutely need to and then that's when Thor's grabbed his sword and he ju- yo he fucking jumped from their ship yeah, all the way to the other I was like bro that is a leap and that's when he began to lay the can of whoop ass on all of them without the sword he just was one by one, boom, down, boom, down, boom, down, boom, down. And I think you were, I, I remember the one guy, like us, the guy who threw the spear earlier at um Floki's guy, I think he was the one that was shaking out of shock, and then Askeladd was, like, excited. So, yeah, that was that episode. So yeah, this episode there. Yeah, actually, honestly, good, great, great series. Now there's the second season. I'm, well, I'm a little sad. I waited so long to watch it. I ain't sad at all. Never get sad. Yeah, it's you like to see with all the like repeated, repeatable stuff like that are coming out. Like, all the isekais, all the... Um, and even webtoons are getting a little repetitive, too, with the concept of um, people becoming hunters and, like, dungeons and portals that, like, you gotta close it because monsters comes out, things like that, S-rank hunters and stuff like that. Even that is becoming repetitive on the, like, Korean manga side. Manhua, I'm sorry. But do you have anything you want to talk about, Irby? Yeah. I've been watching this new series, The Adventures of Die. Mm-hmm. I would say that it, I think it's 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 written very well, I feel like. Um, there's a whole lot of elements I see gathered from like other shows, ideas. Well, not really other shows, ideas, but like I like the way they, they do this. Like, my boy Die... Um, you know, he, he's, he's fighting in the thing and he's, he's, he, well, he knew the concept of the move, but like while fighting the villain, like he starts develop, developing like the, the actual, like understanding and how to use it. So I'm like, Oh, that's, that's a good one where, you know, it's not like he just like, Oh, you don't see my man training, but he gets this move that all of a sudden just lets him just whoop the enemy. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, I, I like it. Uh, character development stories, um, pop, he gets a little better. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's a good one. I, I am enjoying it. So I'm reading a couple new webtoons just because I'm like caught up with everything. 
And they all have very similar concepts. Like I said, like the webtoons, the manhuas, they're all like riding this um, hunter. Riding this hunter um, trope. Dindy, sir. <laughs> and I saw that coming. You did. I did. You did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just stopped that and. <laughs> um So yeah, like they'll have like things they do differently, like so like with solo leveling, right? He was they the hunters awoken to like counteract the the portals. Like when the portal the the meant the gates came, so did hunters. And um the max level newbie it was when this guy beat a game the game became real and that's the, he became hunters and like they have to beat the levels blah 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 this one the other one I'm reading this guy he wanted to be a hunter he trained to be a hunter but like he didn't have it in me and then like he suddenly got transported into a world and he levels up by doing the stages and he's OP that way. This other one, he's like a crazy OP magician and like he's quickly becoming like top, top rank and he's always OP. And again, this is like based off a game that he played. It's, it's, it's all like, because you enjoy it, like isekais, like we, we've watched multiple isekais and a lot of them are really good. A lot of these are really good, but, like, you don't really get too many different ones. Once you get past, like, how they level up, it's still, like, the same concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all. Did you have anything else you wouldn't say, or Nope, that was it. Crickets, I enjoyed crickets. it. Yep. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much for watching. If you enjoyed, like, comment, and subscribe. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And we'll catch you next week. Peace. Peace.